the Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. They reached the summit of the Avalanche for 2022 Stanley Cup champions. It's episode 173. Probably going to be the best of the 173 episodes and for future considerations. We're off to a flying start already. Rashad, Manny, myself, Matt here live together sharing stories already reminiscing about the past celebrating birthdays don't you uh say that at the beginning of every episode that this one's going to be yeah, the best? i mean it's just a, it's a good way to set it up i think it's the people it's it's a tease so they, they listen for 20 minutes and they're like no this one sucks too <laughs> <laughs> well, that never that. happens though that never happens we get messages all the time oh that was great why did you guys call it Shut Up and Talk last week? Oh, I had to wait till the end, but it was gold. Gold, Jerry, gold. This wasn't very good until the 44-minute mark when you really saved things. <laughs> we could call it Shut Up and Talk again. We can tell the San Francisco 49ers to shut up so the Philadelphia Eagles fans can talk. <laughs> what about Baraki? Where's Baraki now? Yeah. Oh, he was so good before the game. Oh, the Niners were pumping up his tires. And then after the game, oh, he's a third-string QB, and you beat him up in the fourth string. Sure, sure, change your tune yeah. now after you guys got hammered up the ass. <laughs> wow. Never seen, that's uh, previous 172 episodes have never started like that. Hey, when the <laughs> Eagles win – we go overboard. Sure. I, I tell you, the, the path to the Super Bowl, now that it's it's completed and we know which path it is, uh, has there ever in NFL history, and this is a, an honest question that I ask a Philadelphia Eagles fan who is not biased in any way, shape, or form. Not whatsoever. Have you ever seen a more Pop Warner easy way to get through a conference in the history of the sport than a buy beating the New York Giants and beating a team that was literally playing a fan in section 135, row 11, as a quarterback <laughs> for the majority of the game. I've never seen it before. Then they go to the Super Bowl, the quarterback they're playing there is already broken. It's like, <laughs> this is going to be – like this is basically playing Madden on easy against the computer. Isn't, isn't that what we're, <laughs> what we're watching in the NFL here? Yeah, but Matt, Rashad still loses those games on Madden. Well, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You, you got to give the Eagles credit here. Rashad's always We're just not – Rashad a, wants to do that, that uh, X, X, Y, X, Y turn, double sack. Yeah, he tries the stiff arm by hitting the X button, but he's fumbling the ball. It's dive, Rashad. That's the dive button. Why can't we go back to two buttons? We were fine with two buttons. I've got a few things to say about the Chiefs and Mahomes and the Eagles and the Niners, and I know we're going to talk about that. But you mentioned New York Giants. How great is that, that the Empire State Building in New York City lit up its colors in green to celebrate the Philadelphia Eagles win? How desperate is New York for a winner? That this, I, I heard it was that just, the city. I heard it was just the asbestos. That it was really <laughs> hadn't cleaned up for the top in a while. Nobody's really been in there. They're not doing as many tours. 
And it just really hit that kind of radon-looking green color. <laughs> they have a nuclear station at the top of the yeah. Empire State <laughs> yeah. Building now. I understand Lex <laughs> Luthor lives there now, and it was just kryptonite. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. If you missed last week's debate, then you missed a lot. Because I had some great opinions about the Eagles. I told you they were going to smack them. And boy, did they ever. Plenty of debates, plenty of guest episodes to catch up on as well. Whatever platform you're listening to for this episode, go back and have a listen to some other ones. And we are getting ready for the return of overtime. We're going to revive our interview overtime segment later this week. And what a kickoff it is. Stay tuned for that. And let's start this debate with the big blockbuster trade in the NHL. Uh, I'm not going to lie. In the summertime, in in uh, even at the beginning of the year, I honestly I thought I was going to be be a Canuck, and um, you know I thought I was going to be a, a Canuck for life. Um, to be honest with you, and you know it just things didn't work out that way. My Vancouver Canucks traded away their captain Bo Horvat to the New York Islanders. For Anthony Beauvillier and Atu Ratu, and a top 12 protected first round pick. We've got a few questions about this one from Mark, Adrian, and Zach. What do you guys think of this deal? I like saying Atu Ratu, but I really want to know what John's thinking on this one. <laughs> yeah, you're the Canucks yeah. fan, Atu Ratu. Are you getting an Atu Ratu jersey? Are you going to get two <laughs> Atu Ratu jerseys? <laughs> one for me and one for you? Let's just try and rhyme everything on this show with Atu Ratu going forward. <laughs> that won't get annoying at all. <laughs> um, I'm glad they finally got this dealt with because now we can finally start putting some of this drama behind us. They made the coaching change that nobody wanted them to make, but at least they've done that. Hopefully the fans will stop booing the new coach. And then now they're not going to win anytime soon anyway. So I, I like the fact that they have that first round pick. It'll sort of depend on where the Islanders finish. And, um, yeah, these are two decent players. I think for a trade that you knew was going to happen, and usually you get fleeced when you end up having to make a deal, I think they they got some good pieces for their future. And then that first-round pick, um, I don't love the whole situation. I would have rather have kept Horvat and built a winner around him, but that was obviously never going to happen. So all in all, I'm okay with this deal. Wow, a Canucks fan's okay with something they did. Just wait till uh, they actually come up with a pick. I, mean, I can't believe they wasted a pick on this guy. <laughs> They're going to draft another Elias Pettersson again, aren't yep. they? Or, like they've done that already. For sure. Uh-huh. I, I, even with even without the first round pick, I still think this is a pretty decent deal. I mean, for the New York Islanders, Atu Ratu was their top uh, prospect, and he's he's an exciting player, and it you know is going to need some time, which Works out well for the timeline of the Canucks. Uh, the first round pick, I think, is money in the bank or, or addition. I, I like the deal for Vancouver quite a bit, and I really like Atu Ratu. That's just because you like saying his name. Well, yeah, of course. Uh, Atu Ratu. Like, if uh, the Canucks social media staff doesn't come up with a Dr. Zeus poem every time Atu Ratu scores a yeah. goal, then there's something wrong there. Now, I like the deal for both teams, really. Like the Islanders base who couldn't sign anyone in the off season. Remember they tried desperately couldn't sign anyone. Now they have basically a number one center, a guy who's already scored 30 goals this season. Um, And they were like 15th uh, in the NHL and goals 
around the same mark in the face-off circle. Now they get one of the best face-off men in the NHL. And they're two points behind Pittsburgh for a playoff spot, three points behind Washington at the top of the wild card spot. Like the Islanders are making a move. Let's not forget they have a really good goaltender in Varlamov and Sorokin, right? They have two really good goaltenders, and we know how important goaltending can be. So I really like the move for the Islanders. Um, From a Vancouver standpoint, you're getting something for nothing, basically, because there was no way you were bringing back Bo Horvat, right? Beauvillier's 25. He's a 50-point guy. He's not going to light the lamp, but maybe there's something there for him. Ratu is 20, so he's still just a prospect, right? He's still got the years ahead of him. And I think the first-round pick is huge for Vancouver, for a rental, basically. You, you get two really good young players and a first-round pick for a rental. I think that's a great move for Vancouver. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I got to be honest. I have goofball. Unbelievable. Oh my God. And speaking of the Islanders, they take center stage in our play of the week. Kessel carries down the right wing. Kessel to a trailer. Carry a pumps. Plays it across and Varlamov! Absolute robbery with the paddle! (laughs) Semyon Varlamov makes an incredible save with the paddle of his stick to rob the Golden Knights of a sure goal. And it was our play of the week as voted by you, our listeners, and our Twitter followers. Just beat out Mitch Marner's overtime game winner. Mm Mm-hmm. Tight, a tight uh, one this time around. It was. We didn't have a tie. We didn't have to break the tie this week, but it was really tight, and that was a heck of a save. Unbelievable stuff. Get the puck up. I, come on. Right? Get the puck How up. does that not go in the net? Like, come on. That was a huge, huge save for the Islanders. It's also our play of the week brought to you by London Awnings. Quality that shows. Next week, we'll post the poll on Podcast FFC on Twitter. You can vote for your favorite play. All the videos will be there as well. And then we will reveal it on the next episode. And now let's talk some football. Second down and five. Sanders gets it left side. Big room and a touchdown for Sanders. His second. The Philadelphia Eagles hammered the San Francisco 49ers to win the NFC Championship. For 45 yards. And they will face Kansas City in the Super Bowl after the Chiefs beat the Cincinnati Bengals on a last-second field goal to win the AFC Championship. We're going to get your Super Bowl picks next week, guys, because we have the off week, and we'll share some prop bets as well. But let's get your thoughts on the conference championship games that happened over this weekend. Manny, how nervous were you? Because I thought kind of towards the end of that first half, when it was still a little bit tight, I thought, boy, you know, if the Eagles don't put one in here into the end zone, could the 49ers get a little bit of momentum? And then, of course, we all know what happened. But I was nervous before kickoff. But after the Eagles went down the field and scored on the first play and Brock Purdy got hurt, right? I was fine. Like, I knew yeah. that over the, course, over the course of the game, this was going to be easy. I was fine. Let me tell you, it's pretty it's pretty easy when you're you're playing against uh, the backup BC Lions quarterback in the NFL championship game. Where was where was all this talk before the game? The Niners were so confident, you know, uh, claiming Brock Purdy was Brocky dressing up the statue in Philadelphia with the Niners 
T-shirt? Nobody ever learns. You don't do that to the Rocky statue, first and foremost. You never do that because it never ends well. But all this talk about the Niners had a great defense. We ran the, the ball on them easily. Four rushing touchdowns against the Niners. The Niners fans, they talk about that catch that wasn't a catch on the first drive. Well, then throw the damn flag. You got a coach there. Challenge the play. He got out coached. He tried to block Kyle Shanahan, tried to block Hassan Reddick, one of the meanest, baddest dudes in the NFL with a backup tight end. You know what you get for that? You get a broken quarterback. And you know what happened? Their quarterback got broken twice. We broke both of them. The Eagles broke the Niners. <laughs> Mom, I think we broke the Niners. <laughs> Everybody's in shock about this. The Niners got outcoached, outworked, outplayed, dominated by the Eagles, who were the far better team. I didn't see any of the game, but. <laughs> It sounds like it was a real barn burner. And I don't, I don't know, <laughs> having not watched any of the NFL players playoffs this year, uh, at sitting down and actually watching games, I'm not sure there has been a more boring playoff than this one, where even the, the most, you know, all of these guys getting hurt and losing guys and, and you know, the, the game with the Bengals and, and, uh, and Kansas City, uh, roughing the passer ends up deciding it, but is it really roughing the passer? Because it sure didn't look like roughing the passer. Uh, the the NFL should be overall like this. And Rashad says this all the time. And we've talked about this. I think even last year, the conference championship games are normally better than the Super Bowl. And the NFL sure as hell better hope that's not true this year because this has not been really that entertaining. Well, the Bengals Chiefs game was good. I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, I thought that was good. And and the guy pushing Mahomes out of bounds, he was clearly out of bounds. It was clearly a penalty. You oh, at the end of the game? Yeah, that set what up the game a, when he field. What a dumb, goal. undisciplined play that was. How stupid are you? Like he was sitting on the bench beating him <laughs> up, beating himself up over it afterwards. But I mean, what a selfish play right at the end of the game when you're within striking distance and you guarantee your team loses. Wow. It's a it's a terrible play. Now, Mahomes should have won an Oscar for the flop. His flop was worse <laughs> yeah. than his flop was worse than the soccer players in the World Cup. Like, oh yeah. It, it was bad. And you you know, he's milking the bad ankle. He's fine. Like he's hopping around in the pocket throwing touchdowns. Then it's a touchdown. He's like, "Yeah," and then all of a sudden remembers he's got a bad ankle and starts hopping towards the sideline, but yet in the middle of the game, he's fine. He's fine. He didn't hop on that 12-yard run that got the penalty out of bounds. He was running. Like, come on, stop milking it already. That's why the Eagles are going to beat the Chiefs. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) I love how Manny gets wound up. (laughs) About about his own team. (laughs) Getting wound up supporting his own team. (laughs) All these Niner fans talking, oh, you played a fourth-string QB. The last time I checked, an offensive line is part of a football team. They are paid millions of dollars to protect your quarterback. And they couldn't do it. It's part of the game. Get an offensive line. (laughs) 
What else you want to know, Rashad? I got a lot. <laughs> well, we have a great stat from our good friend Dave in Owen Sound. The last time a, a team ran out of quarterbacks was November 12th, 1990. Philadelphia Eagles were playing the Washington Redskins at the time. Nine Redskins left the game with injuries, including their two quarterbacks, Jeff Rutledge and Stan Humphreys. Rookie running back and former college quarterback Brian Mitchell finished the game at QB for the Redskins. How's See, that the, for a stat? The Niners should have known. It happened in 1990, 33 years ago. Was Kyle Shanahan alive in 1990? <laughs> They should have known. You play the Eagles, aren't we knock out QBs? What was the score of that game? You play the Eagles, that's what happened. Does Dave know what the score of that game was? Did he include that? Probably. He did not include that. I I didn't see that. Did you see that, Rashad? No, no, I don't think that was in the email. (laughs) Any more thoughts on that, Manny, or are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? It's it's plain as day. You play the Eagles, you get your quarterback hurt. It's a warning for Patrick Mahomes. He's already Stop hurt. Stop milking the ankle. He's already hurt. You don't get credit for that one. <laughs> He's fine. How does one time you run for a first down and then all of a sudden, oh, my leg, oh, he doesn't even know what ankle it is. <laughs> okay, and then there's also been some big coaching news in the NFL as well as the playoffs have been continuing. Sean Payton has been hired by the Denver Broncos. Domenico Ryans is going to coach the Houston Texans, and Frank Reich is going to coach the Carolina Panthers. We've had a few questions about Peyton, like Mark and Kiefer, who wonder if he can fix Russell Wilson and the Broncos. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, does he get credit for what he did with Drew Brees? Um, no, at the time that, that he came across the, the desk of the New Orleans Saints, he was considered a broken man probably had played the Eagles fairly recently because his career was uh, in shambles with injuries and such. And he was able to turn that, that program around. I mean, it's, it's a lot to give up for a head coach. Uh, You know, they, they give up a first, they give up a second on a team that has glaring mistakes and or glaring problems and and not just at the quarterback position. Um, Can he, can Sean Payton do it? I'm I'm interested to see what Sean Payton has done in the off season to get himself ready for this job because this is not an easy job. Like the Denver one, we talked about the vacancies in the NFL. This is not one of the uh, the, the cute ones or, or the ones that you would kind of jump on because of just how bad a year Russell Wilson had and what that contract looks like and, and all that. I think Sean Payton's a pretty good coach. Um, I think a few years out of this league is something that can get catch up to you really, really fast. So what's the expectation of, of Denver next year with Sean Payton as the head coach? Ugh, I don't think we're going to see a drastic turnaround in, in Russell Wilson's performance. And I only say that because it was so bad. So, yeah, maybe long term it's a, it's a good deal for them. But um, short term, losing the picks on a team that still needs some work in a division that's that's – very top-heavy, this is one that's probably going to be built out for a while if it's going to work. My good friend Matt brings up a great point. What did Sean Payton do in his year off? Did he sign up as a dietitian for Weight Watchers? Because that's what Russell Wilson needs. He needs to lose about 30 pounds because he's a big man right now. And if Sean Payton can do that, then they'll be just fine. Like they're deep. Denver's defense is pretty good. They've got some 
skill positions at wideout. Their running game's suspect, but he needs to fix Russell Wilson. And I don't know if that's an easy fix, guys. Like, I think Frank Reich in Carolina and D'Amico Ryans in Houston, who got signed to a six-year deal. When was the last time a coach got six years? For the Houston Texans. Right. Seven coaches in that window of time. Right. That's a franchise in shambles. But Houston's got a ton of money under the salary cap to spend. And they have the second pick in a quarterback-rich draft. So if you can get a good quarterback, then Houston can rebuild that team fairly quickly with a guy that players love playing for in D'Amico Ryans. It's not going to be a quick fix, but they can have some success there. And and Carolina's only a quarterback away, too, because they've got a great defense already and some skilled players. So um, I like those options better than Sean Payton turning around Russell Wilson. Maybe he's a miracle worker, but from what we saw this year, there's a lot to fix with Russell Wilson. Are you ready? And now some rapid fire questions for you guys. Roy and Sarnia asks about a comment made by Gary Bettman that there's no tanking in the NHL. <laughs> do we agree or do we disagree? And how much do we disagree? Oh, how about that laugh from Rashad? <laughs> you go back to the first question that uh, we, or the first topic we had talked about today when you traded your captain for a 50-point guy and a guy who's not going to see the NHL for a couple years and a draft pick that you don't even know where it's going to be. There's no, I do not believe there is tanking in the game. I do not believe players tank or coaches tank. But I would be pretty disappointed in this day and age if my front office wasn't tanking for the right reasons. Right? You can sign a Junior B team to play in the NHL, right? For sure. <laughs> Go get them, guys. We, we got a few Go kids. Go play. We got a few kids that uh, we, need them until, we need them until about May. But uh, after that, they're all yours. Come on. Like, this is a farce. Like, did he say that with a straight face? Come on. <laughs> Sean in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, sent us an over-under question for Connor McDavid. He has 41 goals and 92 points with 32 games left in the regular season. Over-under 60 goals and 150 points. Are you guys taking that bet? Oh, he's getting the over on goals. But uh, he's got to get... 58 points in 32 games? Oh, yeah, that's really yeah. tough. But do you think he's going to get 19 goals in 32 games? Yes. I'm going to take Connor McDavid goal anytime in my sports betting app for the remainder of the 32 games, and I'm going to win more money than I lose. Well, I'm going to pick him every yeah. time in the Tim Hortons uh, game and <laughs> – Get free coffee more often than, than not. The one fifty, the one fifty, no, the the, the one fifty is not going to happen. The sixty, Oof. I'm going over, boys. Yeah, I'm going to say over reluctantly, but yeah, I think it, it'll come down to the last game or two of the season, and he'll do it. Well, let's see. Let's do a quick scan here while you guys talk amongst yourselves. Oh, let's you're going to look over the schedule. He's going to look player. at the schedule. schedule Rashad. He's going to get 65 goals. Let's go over under 65. I'm feeling <laughs> wow. good. Maybe it's just the Eagles who are beating up on everybody. That's got it me is. in a good you're, mood. You're kind of punchy tonight, man. You're all like, ah. 
Ah! Well, if it, if it lies down to the last six games uh, in April in the regular season, uh, he may make up the 19 right there. They've got a home game against <laughs> a home game against Anaheim, then they're in L.A. against the Kings, in Anaheim, in San Jose, in Colorado, home to San Jose. So there's probably 19 wow. goals in there right there. <laughs> March is, so what you're saying is he's going to get 152 points. March is interesting enough. Um, but there's some bad teams in the NHL, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> and more teams are going to tank. February's pretty light. <laughs> yeah, he'll get it. Yeah, yeah, he'll get it. Out of boy. What about the 150? No. No? I think he gets close, but I don't think he does it. Oh, when's the last time we all agreed on something other than pump it or dump it? Never. Never. It does not happen. <laughs> it is not allowed on the show. <laughs> we need conflict. <laughs> and now a question from Paul in Buffalo. Josh Allen is skipping the Pro Bowl, and Tyler Huntley, who threw only two touchdowns this season, is his replacement. What do you guys think of that? You want to know why the Pro Bowl is broken? <laughs> he is the first quarterback since 2006 to make a Pro Bowl appearance by throwing more interceptions than touchdowns. The touchdown mark was two. Like, <laughs> this is, this is like, this to me, Tyler Hundley just sounds like a guy that somebody would run out against the Philadelphia Eagles and have Eagles fans brag about how dominant they've been in the playoffs. <laughs> they, they're bringing Tyler. He's Henry. lucky he didn't play the Eagles. He wouldn't be able to play in the Pro Bowl. Look at this. They can't bring Mahomes because the or, uh, they can't bring uh, uh, Mahomes because he's he's a starter in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow's not going to make it. Tua's bro- been broken by the Eagles. Justin Herbert is out. Jackson's like they're. All these guys are missing time because of injuries and whatever. You're not only adding them, you're adding Trevor Lawrence, and you're adding Derek Carr as a pro bowler. Who, who doesn't have a team? already left his team on Instagram. He doesn't have a team. He has said farewell to the Las Vegas Raiders. He will then, I guess, be wearing a Raiders jersey in Vegas for the pro bowl. Like this is this isn't even like you you match with a girl on Tinder and it ends up being the girl you just broke up with. <laughs> you just ended things the first time. You're like, all right, I'm back. Let's see what other, what's out there. Oh my god, it's her again. <laughs> F- fix the Pro Bowl. These are not all stars. These are not the best players that you have. In your league, this is barely a team that the NFL would put out against the Philadelphia Eagles so that Eagles fans can brag about how dominant they've been in the playoffs. We'd knock them out too. They're lucky we're not playing because we'd knock them out in the Pro Bowl. We'd bring back tackling to the Pro Bowl. That's how good we are, Matt. You know how big of a joke this is? Why do you need a third quarterback anyway? Like, if you have Derek Carr, how how about if you're the Raiders guy who has to post on social media that your QB on your own account, your QB is going to the Pro Bowl. Sure, he didn't 
cleaned out his locker and he didn't play the last two games, but he's on our team and he's a pro <laughs> bowler. <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh Allen, who Huntley's replacing because of his elbow injury, would rather golf this weekend than play in the Pro Bowl. How's that going to fix the elbow? What a joke. You know what I'm looking forward to is whoever Tyler Huntley's agent is has to jump on this like nothing else. This is a Pro Bowl. You're going to pay a Pro Bowl quarterback league minimum? This guy was in the Pro Bowl. He is a Pro Bowler. We want max six years, $180 million. This is is a (laughs) Pro Bowl quarterback. Guaranteed contract. We want a guarantee. Tyler Hundley, in his career, has five touchdowns and seven interceptions. In his NFL career, this guy shouldn't even be able to buy tickets to go to the Pro Bowl, let alone be (laughs) on the field at the Pro Bowl. It's a pretty solid point. (laughs) This is not – your All-Star Games doesn't make sense to begin with. You've revamped it. It still doesn't make sense. And now you're basically just inviting people that put business cards in a bowl and you draw a winner at the end of the month. Well, I'm free. I can go. All right, Tyler Hundley, you're in. Common so you'll be watching every second of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's beautiful. He's in. This is going to be the guy. Just wait for the stories of the guy. He won't even be able to get past security. He's going to show up. Hi, <laughs> I am one of the pro bowlers. Huh? You who? No, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, how many touchdowns? Two? Two, Two touchdowns all year? Trevor Lawrence, who was garbage most of the year through 25. (laughs) Ah, I love it when you guys go off on tangents. It's fun. (laughs) I can't wait for baseball season. And another thing. (laughs) (laughs) And Jill in Orangeville wants to know if I watched any of the Australian Open. Um, I watched a couple of matches. The only problem is the time change. So a lot of the best matches happen at 3 a.m., and I'm getting too old to stay up till three. Rashad, you've tennis. changed. I know you've changed. Know. No. You would sleep <laughs> at night and wake up in the middle of the night, exactly, to watch tennis. It's not the staying, It's not the staying up till three, John. You you'd go to bed at midnight. You put back a two and a half. You get up, watch the match, then you'd sleep until mm-hmm. one in the afternoon the next day. Call in sick for work. Like the, now, look at you. Now you're, oh, I got to take the dog out and I've got to go, go to work every day and the people depend mm-hmm. on me. And yeah, You've changed. Disgusting. You would even record matches and watch it afterwards. You don't even do that anymore. I was going to actually with the one uh, women's final. And then I woke up on, uh, was that the Saturday morning? And the first thing on my phone before I even opened my lock screen is a notification with a picture. <laughs> with the result of the match. I'm like, well, screw that. Uh, I'm going to watch that. Do you even know who won? Uh, What's her name? See, he's changed. He's changed. I know. I know. The go-to answer is Monica Seles. And and (laughs) he didn't even go there. (laughs) Well, Joe, you're the men's. How did Bianca do in this tournament? 
Um, she played okay, but she, uh, yeah, she got beat out after a couple of rounds. But um, she's coming back though; she's getting into shape. What about the Did other you say one? Your favorite? What beach Did you was the other favorite? one on while the tournament was on? <laughs> Wasn't she selling chicken? <laughs> oh no, she's she's selling soap now or something, isn't she? Like, what's she selling now? Actually, though, um, her Instagram lately is she has been doing nothing but playing tennis. So she is, I think, now finally conditioning and getting back into 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 shape now. So well, we'll he see. hasn't he hasn't changed all the way that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he still follows he's, them on Instagram. He only knows that because he's disappointed that she's now practicing tennis and not <laughs> traveling around the world. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a fashion show in Milan you're supposed to be at? <laughs> How many times have you been to Cuba lately? <laughs> Sabalenka, that's who won the uh, women's final. You've changed, oh. Rashad. Wow, really- she came back and uh, she lost the first set and then won the last two. That would have been a good match, actually. Oh, see, oh. Rashad, you're missing out. Damn it! Maybe next year. Can we get your commitment that next year you'll stand up for tennis fans across the world and for future considerations and have some opinion about the sport? Because we don't. Love Rashad, right, I will changed. get on that. Instead of saying damn it, you would have said crikey. But now, <laughs> now you say damn it. You're changed. Yeah. I don't like You're this changed. new Rashad. You're right. I don't like this one. No. Probably a Chiefs fan, too. Yeah, watch out. Hassan Raddick's going to get you. <laughs> you want uh, John Rashad pre-episode 50-ish. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of episodes ago, yeah. too. <laughs> we always knew that we were going to lose somebody when this show really took off. <laughs> Who knew it was going to be You didn't John? think it was going to be me. Yeah. Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. And here's this week's Pump It or Dump It submission from Abby and Tecumseh. Somebody said they saw you The person you were kissing wasn't me And I would never ask you I just kept it to myself This song is called Creepin' by The Weeknd, featuring 21 Savage and Metro Boomin'. I really do think we pick these just so I can say these crazy names. Creepin'? Like Metro (laughs) Boomin'. (laughs) So, fellas, pump it or dump it. You know Metro Boomin', don't you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I discovered him or her on TikTok. (laughs) Him or her. (laughs) He actually, little known fact about Metro Boomin' was a great quarterback in high school until they had to play an NFL game and the Philadelphia Eagles lit them up and they're still bragging about it. (laughs) (laughs) NFC champs, baby. Woo. Go play with your Pop Warner team some more. We're going to go to the Super Bowl jamming this song because this is a hit, fellas. It was good in 04 when... Mario Winans and P. Diddy released it, and it's good now with The weekend Creeping, baby. Do you remember the original Rashad? I don't want to know 
You know what? I still have the original on my YouTube playlist. I'm not even kidding. Uh, so who I did it better, Rashad? Who did it better? I like the original better. I like the original better. Matt? I like the original better, too, but this one's pretty good. <laughs> this is a good yeah. song. <laughs> You know, in fact, a great song to listen to if you're if you're local in Windsor, racing down EC Row at about mid- <laughs> midnight to oddly enough pull up at a at a red light, and the car next to you is cranking the same song. <laughs> it's funny, you know, when you leave nice. the house and it's the first song that's on the radio. When you get in the car and start it, you and you gotta text your buddy. Hey, look what's on the radio. <laughs> it's unanimous. The original was great. Yep. This one is a close second, but it's still really good. Very good. Very good. Abby, well Fun done. Way. And that does it for this week's debate. Remember us, you can follow all week long on social media. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. And for future considerations for arguably the most boring week of the sports winter schedule when all we're going to do is talk about Jalen Hurts's socks and and what the Kelsey brothers are going to think playing against each other for an entire week. But there should be something else that happens. Who knows? If it does, it's going to be on Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook. And we are not done this week. Tune in on Friday when we release the next episode of the OT. The OT is back. And our special guest will be former NHL tough guy, Theo Peckham. You saw him on Hockey Night in Canada, interviewed by Ron McLean. That was just the stepping stone to come to our show. And here he comes Friday. This has been like two years in the making, fellas. We've been trying to get him on the podcast. And we haven't been able to connect with our schedules it's finally going to happen this week. Yeah, we're finally going to get it. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be a great interview, and I wouldn't miss it either because he probably will find you and determine an <laughs> extremely important reason why you did not listen to his episode of the podcast, and I do not want to be at the other end of that. So don't forget, if you do have any questions for him or for us or any thoughts on the show at all, in the upcoming debates, you can email us for future considerations at gmail.com. Looking forward to it. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode, London Awnings, Quality That Shows, and Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition. Thank you for listening as always, and we will talk to you on the OT on the next edition of Four Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.